Hello everyone. My name is Saliha Wazirzada. I'm a filmmaker on a spiritual journey. In these podcasts, I will be talking to people from various industries, backgrounds, and experiences. And together with you, we will dig deeper into their spiritual connection with their own being or with their own soul. We'll be sharing stories of people from various backgrounds by plunging deeper into their soul connection and get them up close and personal so they can feel comfortable to share their inner stories. Furthermore, the idea is to have a soul reconnection space where people can understand the common thread binding all humanity for we are spiritual beings first. Welcome to the 14th episode of Untold Story Told. Today we have with us Sanoba Pardibala. Sanoba is Bollywood's most successful, multi-talented and highly skilled stunt woman who works with a strife in her heart to deliver the director's vision. Sanoba has performed innumerable dangerous death-defying stunts and more than 194 Bollywood movies, live-action shows and various TV commercials. Today, Sanoba is a fitness trainer, life coach and also a hypnotherapist. Let's get to know her a bit up close and personal. Get to know her journey. Get to know her at a heart-to-heart level. Hello Sanobar how are you today I'm good how are you I'm good I'm good it's such a pleasure having you on the podcast today how are you feeling Well excited excited to be there I really love this podcast as it kind of pushes people to be true and so I'm really excited to be here today So am I so am I and I'm pretty sure all the listeners I'm looking forward to hear from you today and we're trying to have a more of a heart to heart conversation today and also going to learn a lot about you and your journey so why don't we start with you telling us a bit about yourself sonobar well tell me what do you want to know about me so we know that you have been a stunt woman in the bollywood industry could you start with that Uh well so I have been a stunt woman in the Bollywood industry I have been performing stunts for past 20 years now I've got two lifetime achievement awards for the same seven Taurus Western nominations mm-hmm. and yeah much more to go That's so amazing Now when I do look at your journey what interests me the most is that at such a young age you were into wanting to achieve things that not normally a kid would be wanting to do at such a young age so what were those first moments in your life where you felt that little spark that i have to do something bigger well it was the time and situation at that given point in time wherein uh, i realized that i had to do something we realized the importance of money at a very early age when i was 9 years old my father passed away Okay. and uh, things were very tough for my mom and uh, obviously for our entire family things were pretty tough not only from the emotional side but also a little from the financial side and from a very young age i understood the value of money mm. i that wasn't the reason why i started working but uh, i understood the value of it i understood its importance in our lives and uh, if you'd ever want to have your self respect and your dignity alive and you know sparkling then you need to 100% be independent and not just independent in terms of being independent but also financially and emotionally independent so i guess that was the very big spark and the starting point of uh, me wanting to do something and uh, yeah that is that's it uh, so when i started my first stunt also how did i realize i wanted to be a stunt woman well this is how i would say that you know when i did my first shoot i was paid as the amount that i was paid was equivalent to an entire month of an average person's salary yeah which at the age of 12 i made it in a day yeah 
and that is exactly where the thought clicked me that the whole idea of education yeah. is this right yes so why not what you're good at doing and when you're very good at doing something why not work around it a little more put more effort into it make that your profession and yeah I love this about this. I love this about your story that you know, at the age of twelve, you were already uh, exposed to uh, how money works and how you need to earn for yourself, which is so important. I have two kids myself, and just telling them at the shopping center that this costs money is such a big concept for them because now we have these cards, and they don't know the actual value of feeling and holding money. So. that's such a good start you had in your life where you had this vision given to you because of the way you grew up now in your story i keep hearing about your uh, connection with your grandfather where he his, he had a big influence in shaping the way you are today is that true yes absolutely in fact he is not even my blood related grandfather but he's i call him my grandfather because he is more than blood related to me he is soul related to me and uh, yes he had chosen to live with our family and uh, that's that he mm. definitely played a major role in my life in terms of you know keeping me and mentally stable lifting my emotional stability and uh, today everything that i am is hats off to the entire core conditioning that i was given because of it and he was the one who uh, exposed you towards uh, the idea of flying that's a big thing that i've learned about you is that you were always interested in flying a aeroplane is that is that what it is yes. so yes absolutely i always wanted to fly planes i always wanted to fly so flying has always been like a donkey chasing a carrot for me <laughs> you know very funny story here so as i grew up my grandfather earlier he was a tail gunner in the royal air force at that point in time india was ruled by britishers when he was uh, you know young and he was a tail gunner with the royal air force then when india got its independence so he seen the british era he seen the india india pakistan this thing he seen the independence of india so after the independence of india he was then a mechanical engineer in um, air india he served air india and he was a mechanical engineer in air india so mm -hmm. yes everything that we always spoke about was you know the airplanes so kids in my building and my vicinity would love to watch tv and their tv shows wherein i would really look forward to finish dinner only for the fact that i get time to i get time <laughs> i want to know what happened on that flight i want to know yeah. what happened in the dog fight i wanted to know how did they win a war that they were winning i wanted to know every story that was related to flying i knew why our indian pilots are the best pilots how they are the best what conditions that they kind of work around and plus then not only just about flying and uh, fight related air fights and stuffs but also about a uh, lot about uh, aircraft engines so earlier wow. there used to be piston engines yes. then and piston engine airplanes were slower naturally they consumed more fuel and uh, you know things were different but at the same time the common uh, problems they got with piston engines and how a simple 1 mm ring on the piston can bring the whole big aircraft to a stall wow and how small were you when you knew all of this how i i think i must be around from the age of uh, i grew technically in his arms so, so <laughs> i must be as small as 5 to maybe 7 or 8 or 9 and growing years wow wow so that is just the very beginning part of your story like you know how it started and now today right today let's just you know look at you you've been a stunt woman and now evolving into a a hypnotherapist um how does that uh, happen like how did you get into hypnotherapy and did you go to california for it how did that happen i'll tell you so hypnotherapy came in a bit later in my life first came in was fitness training and nutrition so i am a fitness trainer and a nutritionist also okay. so as i was performing stunts i was making good loads of money hmm. now with that good loads of money there was always this thing uh, wherein you know uh, at the age of 16 
not always this thing but you know with money your mind also kind of uh, goes in different directions and when you have it at a very early age you are not very mature about uh, understanding as to which how do you want to channelize how do you want to make it grow how do you want which direction do you think it should be you know better channeled into mm-hmm. so anyways at 16 when i was 16 i did not get a single shoot for the next 6 months mm-hmm. it was a, it was a hold for 6 months and that is that was i think a kind of a game changer for me mm-hmm. wherein i realized that uh, film industry is great the money that you make here could always be the cream on your coffee but it can never be the bread and butter on the table mm-hmm. so i had to do something else also with my life that is when i realized it because i hated being uh, dependent on anyone i wasn't even raised that way not even by my parents not even by my grandfather mm-hmm. so that was kind of a core conditioning to be independent so what do you do then so anyways my mind started thinking about a po- lot of possible avenues and mm-hmm. the raising the character about the flying uh, experience of me it comes here so initially mm-hmm. i always wanted to be a pilot and so first i thought that all right chalo let's enroll in for a pilot's course and uh, let's become a pilot because mm-hmm. that is one of the best things mm-hmm. let her you know the whole thing yeah, yeah she so just woke up from her sleep that's okay she's just lying oh. down on the bed <laughs> i knew this okay. will happen go on <laughs> no, don't worry in some time you'll find my cat also he'll be walking yeah. around us cats and children are the same <laughs> totally please do continue yes okay so uh, i went to the flying school and i asked about their fees so at that point in time the fees were somewhere around 12 lakh rupees mm-hmm. and i did not have the entire 12 lakh rupees as my savings so now what do you do now, and i was so young and so naive that i did not know there is something called even an education loan wow i wasn't even a, in the awareness of the you know space of uh, hopefully someone guided me at that time but no no one did yeah. and i didn't know about it uh-huh. so anyways uh, so i had somewhere around 8 lakhs with me and i was running short for 4 lakhs so i decided okay no problem we can earn the 4 lakhs because i asked them can i study and work at the same time so they said no you have to be enrolled into a school and you know you're there for the good two year period so you mm-hmm. can't in between go out work and come back that doesn't mm-hmm. happen so i was like mm-hmm. then how do i make the 4 lakhs okay i said all right this can wait so i focused more on my shoots i focused more on you know uh, trying to cover up those four lakhs so i completely cut down my cost i sold off my first imported bike that i bought wow yeah i kind of really wow. cut cost went absolutely economical you sold your favorite bike my first sports bike i mean that is like such a special thing oh wow yes and so i sold sacrificed it. a lot of things Oh, a lot of things. And the moment I collected twelve lakhs, I went back to the school. Okay, yeah, got twelve lakhs. What I enroll? So guess what? At that point in time, the fees just jumped up to eighteen lakhs. And I'm like, oh, this is not fair. I just came back, you know, oh a year back, and this is how it was. And within a year, what happened? So, anyways, they didn't bother. I tried different schools, but everywhere the rate was give or take the same. Hmm. So, anyways. again i said all right no problem we'll make up the for the five lakhs mm-hmm. i tried tried doing that and i tried really working hard on it sorry the six lakhs and i made it after i made it and i collected it and now this is again a good amount of sacrifice so you're working 18 hours a day sometimes you're doing rotational shifts you're work shooting day and night sometimes day night day and mm-hmm. you know you're trying to cope up and with every ounce of strength i had i did that and guess what after i collected 18 lakhs i went back to the school hey i got 18 lakhs they're like we are so sorry to inform you but now the fees are 25 lakhs so years and have passed some years do pass in between how how many so years i it would be just a years gap it was not too many years it was and just the, a years gap and they had increased the just skyrocketing the fees were skyrocketing as if the share market rates I think this is one of the best investments <laughs> now that I know about shares and things like that. Now you know. That time, you want to know? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I wish I knew that that time I would have invested in that in them. I guess oh because they, they were just skyrocketing each year. The fees were just shooting up, and uh, I couldn't phantom. So I was like, okay, make twenty. Now that was the last time I said I'll you know try and work for twenty five lakhs. But for that now only shoots are not going to work. So I'll have to. kind of you know do something more so yeah. with that is where i studied exercise physiology and nutrition 
and I really love studying. I I love human body and I love the mechanics of how human body functions and survives. Mm-hmm. I really love that. So because I love that, I said, "Chalo, since this is my interest, why not? Let's see what we can do more into it, and you know, how can I make it into a." earning profession mm-hmm. so that's where i studied exercise physiology and along with uh, i studied that from american college and sports medicine and mm-hmm. also along with that i completed my course for nutritionist mm-hmm. from the same institute mm-hmm. and when i did that it was uh, i started practicing so i started training people on personal training okay. going over to their houses and training them for the needful and because i was also a certified nutritionist it really worked hand in hand with me because i could actually guide them not only towards uh, one physical part of aspect but also the nutritional part of aspect which would also play a good role in their lives so who are these clients are these actors or people who in the in the fitness industry who, who are these people you know uh, there were people from the fitness industry they were uh, actresses they were many good people they were top diamond traders stock brokers hmm. so many great people that i have come across and i still train hmm. so those were the people that and they are still the people that i trained so i decided mm. that you know simultaneously i had to do something so mm. this is where i came up to and with this i still made the 25 lakhs now coming to the pilot thing again so yeah. working again as a personal trainer getting certified learning this going through it starting earning now this took a couple of years so this would be around 3 years it took me until i you know kind of had my own separate savings at the same okay. time i had the uh, fees you know because now i knew i'm not going to go back with the same mm-hmm. amount they told me 3 years back i was very sure the fees have increased so i kind of this time to not break my heart i made that little extra uh-huh. and i went back to them so well again it was like carrot uh, donkey chasing a carrot so uh-huh. what happened again was the fees just doubled I, I just feel like I feel like going into that time and giving you a big hug like I'm like this kid is so passionate and so determined that I will come again I will show my face again like you had no inhibitions like that's a big part of it too which I think gets missed out that I like a small like so such a young person having that resilience that I'll go and they will listen to me and I'll go and I will see it and I'll how how do you uh, I mean, how does that happen for you? Uh, is no, that part of big part of who you are? It is an absolute part of who I am. I was made to believe, and I strongly also believe that nothing is impossible. Hmm. Nothing is impossible. So if you set your mind and uh, kind of you know your entire focus onto it, you can achieve anything that you want in life. and this is exactly what i have learned i have seen i have grown and you know i have admired in my parents and my grandfather and so this is something that you know even he's taught me that uh, never give up and uh, always uh, pursue it it's never too late for anything so anyways i that was a heartbreaking and a soul crushing uh-huh. point where you know i was like that's it i can't put in every penny that i have and at the same time you know then sacrifice two years without income and mm-hmm. then kind of apply for pilot because then you know my age was also growing along with that mm-hmm. i was somewhere around 23 and my age was 22 and my age was what is their criteria for age so the criteria is uh, 16 plus 2 so by the time you are 18 you have a commercial flying uh, license and uh, with that they enroll in they prefer pilots who are 20 and below 22 okay Okay. For long term career perspective. So that was also on the back of your mind, which made you work really hard between that. Yes, and you had that very crucial time frame where you had to, you know, really make it. So by mm. the time I was twenty two, that was my last uh, nail. Which if I nailed it, it was great. If I didn't, it was, uh, you know, it was. I had to look at other options then. Yes, it was soul crushing. It was mm. really soul crushing because that is something that I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. i wanted to even try with the air force but in air force they refused at that point that uh, mm-hmm. women uh, fighter pilots are not uh, <laughs> accepted uh. so i was like okay now this is done you know i cannot do flying anymore that's <laughs> it so talking about never giving up and then you know there is a soul crushing times also where you have to be a little realistic over mm-hmm. being rigid you have to be realistic mm-hmm. so with it and things were going on i decided all right i'll still have to do something now being independent is a very big core conditioning and yeah. i think my cellular structure understands that so 
with being soul crushed i knew i had to do something more apart from uh, performing stunts and apart from fitness training and nutrition guidance i had to do something more also and that is maybe for a longer period of maybe for later on in my life but yeah. it's better to educate yourself in the earlier years rather than getting older and then trying to get your degrees uh, you know done so yeah. that is where i completed my doctorate in clinical hypnotherapy because i realized how important mind is for the human body also what's in your mind is on the body the subconscious I, the subconscious mind absolutely so the uh, entire science behind it and the whole school of thought behind it is totally different and there is it's backed by science and that's where i decided to complete my clinical hypnotherapy and i did that when i was 24 i completed that in wow. between 22 and 24 and so i started practicing that also and that was at that time i thought that you know i'll keep this for retirement so probably when i don't want to perform stunts so maybe you know physically once you kind of there is an yeah. age to perform stunts you know that you're is so uh, intelligent you're... it's like you took care of yourself like you're always like I don't want to be ever in a situation where I'm not okay. So how some people like just imagine, some people dream, some people just believe they're going to be okay. You made sure that oh, yes. I will be okay. No matter oh, what. Oh yes. I am an extreme realist if you ask me. Yes, I had I cannot I mean I'm a dreamer too but also a realist. Hmm. Yes, you have to make things happen because Action. otherwise how do you think, hmm. how do you think you're going to be safe? Hmm. Hmm. it's like when they call out action in filmmaking yeah. until action is not called out uh, nobody really moves nothing happens the the, the sound operator everybody exactly. i mean i'm coming from a filmmaking background myself and i only made short films but you, any film you do even if small ad you do you understand how the mechanism works and the, yes. that whole call of action you know that's what you literally live by correct absolutely and i take that call of action for myself by myself hmm hmm lovely now tell me something when during your let's go to your stunt uh, stunt woman uh, you know when when you were stunt woman in bollywood and it was all happening for you and uh, you were doing it for ashwarya rai for Kat- uh, for katrina kaif karina kapoor and all these actors that we like pretty much are like wow you know amazing you know nobody really wonders uh, i mean i've always wondered who's the stunt woman or the stunt man but I think in terms of the Hollywood I was more interested as to who does it I wasn't really aware uh that how many uh you know in our uh, the uh, the Indian and the Pakistani industry of uh the filmmaking there's so many people who don't not get recognized or they're just in the background I mean because i have worked in crews and i know simple people like a clapperboard person is so important somebody doing continuity is so important somebody just putting the rails for the dolly is so important and these oh, people yeah. get no recognition and then stunt people you put your lives at risk and you go through like physiotherapy and broken bones and bruises how did that whole um, journey shape you and what did you think at first and if you could share a bit about that well at uh, at first this is how it went so i have seen people breaking uh, their necks i have seen people being paralyzed for the rest of their lives and i have seen people get hurt when i do that i mm. kind of learn from their mistake mm-hmm. i understand i learn from their mistake i also choose to upgrade myself every now and then so i have a lot of apart from my qualifications i am a black belt in karate i am a mixed martial artist wherein i know jiu jitsu muay thai kung fu i have completed i think the world's toughest training in china for kung fu mm-hmm. and uh, i have done a lot of training for myself i am a advanced deep sea diver so when i am performing underwater stunts i exactly know you know what is the kind of mental stress and things go through paraglider i was reading really about it could you, could you name a few more like it's so impressive yes, i'm also a paraglider i am a skydiver i yeah so i am also a precision rider i can rider. do anything <laughs> cars yeah. and bikes i am a precision rider i can do high speed chases high speed trips wow. uh, and stuff yes a lot about cars and bikes is what i can do Yeah. So I'm an absolute precision rider. You asked me to ride at the speed of uh, 120 kilometers per hour or 120 miles per hour. You can also say, and I can ride it just exactly at an inch difference. 
from the camera if need be or the chase be so yes a lot of chases a lot of bangs from cars for heights yet yes i'm very good at with cable work that is also one of my specialities jumping up buildings heights i am also very good with glass breaks so there are so many glass breaking sequences we've been doing body glass breaks a lot of glass breaks technically a lot of glass breaks and so forth so on so i keep upgrading myself into every skill that i do and those skills really help out in building my reflexes in building my own uh, stamina in building my reflexes and you know the more you learn the more your mind and your mindset opens out okay knowledge is finite but the more you have it the less it is so this okay. is what i have been upgrading myself with and uh, yes that's I, that is all i would say yeah so with this i i had this question that i was thinking about and it's um uh basically in regards to when you go through a stunt like when you've done the glass breaking or jumping or uh you know the scene with the motorbike where you put it on the wheel like the one wheeler thing that you do um after doing that what how do you feel like do you do you are you still like in do you, do you talk to yourself or do you just you know you just quiet right after it what what happens to you right after a stunt Well, right after a stunt, what happens is a good amount of euphoria. It is something that you really love doing, and then something you're very good at doing. So once you do it, and once you've completed it successfully, you feel good about it. So I think there is euphoria and the feel-good factor. A lot of serotonin probably releasing. Yeah, yeah. And do you feel like you you also feel like you've like your brain has grown and you 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 and your cells have, you know, come to another level because you know so much about the body. Do you feel like a whole overall like new sense of yourself right after it? Yes, because with each stunt, no matter if you've done it before or uh, let's say it's a simple bike riding shot, no matter if you've done it before, every shoot and every scene is different. Every stunt is different. So you always learn from it even if it's that one take perfect shot you know sometimes since you're from film making you'd know there are times when we do retakes and you know sometimes it's not the camera angle it's not the light it's yeah. not the somebody just screamed in the background or somebody just appeared out of nowhere yeah, exactly <laughs> nothing's wrong everything's right let's do it again <laughs> let's do it again and you oh my god the sun goes away if you're in a outdoor shoot oh clouds clouds have come you yeah. know refill and oh. you're like ah Or what? another day, come again next day. You know that also happens. You know. Yes, and sometimes it's just so that uh, they have just got the perfect lighting, wherein they just want to shoot scenes with the actors. So you really <laughs> prep the whole day, and then you're like, uh oh, okay. What about day. me, man? Like I exist. <laughs> this keeps happening, and you have to kind of you know really uh, accustom yourself to it. custom software you you you've got that in you that you can do that you know um not many people can put up with it and still keep on doing it i mean is there are there any more stunt women in the industry or because i was reading that you were the first stunt woman is that so uh yes i guess so <laughs> i guess so that is wonderful to know I, and i was reading that you have um, the kind of workout you do i mean you have to make sure you're fit every day but then you're also helping others to get fit so that also keeps you going and i've i was reading about that you you do things like lunging on steps and just your everyday life is just like keeping yourself fit so in regards to that the main question i had for you is that how do you make sure that you're still lean like the actresses because what happens is that you're building strength right as yes. as far as i know about building strength is that there comes a point that you get a bit bulky because of the protein or the weight lifting and yes. i mean because muscle builds right and everybody's body is different so you must yes. have to work even harder not to let your body do its normal thing how do you do that that's a million dollar secret question but uh, okay so brushing. i is brushing <laughs> okay mm -hmm. all right that's my secret but to brush it on how do i maintain the two is this is a beautiful balance between the correct workout and the correct diet so sometimes you just need uh, you know you might do everything right so let's say as you say when you do strength training you bulk up yeah and the actresses are never bulked up 
they are always more on a petite feminine more delicate side you see they are not on a very strong built up muscular side Hmm. now how do you balance between the two now if you're very petite definitely you're not having so much of muscle mass and not having a good amount of muscle mass ratio would be a bad idea when you're performing stunts simply because you're rolling you're falling and you need your muscles you need your strength so where does that come from well there is a very thin line of understanding as to what exercises to do and what food to consume hmm. and this is exactly what i do there is a fine line and a fine balance that i follow that's wonderful that's wonderful i like how you not just do stunt uh, uh, you just don't do stunts as stunts but you're so interested in the physiology of it and and so aware of how you are as a human person like you know your body mind and soul as a process of going through these stunts now in that what i was really interested in is uh, are you still like do you still get consumed by fear when you are about to face that particular stunt or you know if it's a new stunt that they've created and said we're going to try this the first time so are you okay with it do you still get consumed by fear or if if not then have you made friends with fear i have never felt fear there are so many times people have asked me about this question as to what is it that you're afraid of and honestly no i am i cannot think of one thing that i am afraid of so uh, when i am performing a new stunt my whole uh, concept doesn't start out of fear it yeah. starts out of visualization it's you know i visualize the whole thing plan the whole thing there's a whole stunt team that works around it it's with the rigor with the puller with the you know there's a whole team so that works around it are a part of it you 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 directed you like choreograph it you you yes. you make sure Okay yes absolutely so i made sure you know the whole uh, stand safety team is working the way they are supposed to be working everyone's you know i mean i make sure i cross check the ropes i not i do not intervene to a absolute control freak level but definitely i go through and cross check it i visualize all right they have done the right thing and naturally that is what they do they are a good team but apart from that i also visualize me performing that stuff me going through it so i take my time into visualizing it so if i don't if i'm not able to visualize it i try and understand the physics of it mm. the physics of it the actual physics of uh, you know the angle the height the slope mm. or whatever it is i understand the physics i calculate them and then i try and visualize it all over again and once i have successfully visualized it mm. by in a very slow motion phase into my head with every step that i'm doing yeah. then i fast play it and then when i'm able to do that several times into my head yeah. is when i do it physically wow this is how i look at each stunt now yeah. that can be as simple as just riding a bike from point a to point b or it could be as complicated as jumping a 200 feet cliff I still do the same process each time. Wow, wow! And you, you're very. Uh, as I was reading this about you, that you're very methodical about it. That it has to happen this way. I'm not just going to do it like that. Like you have to do the planning. You have to go through it and see, visualize Absolutely. yourself. It's a big part it's of very it. Very important. Right? It's hmm. a very important part of never getting hurt. Also. because mm-hmm. i've seen people making mistakes i've seen people just take random jumps so once there was this girl who was just challenged only to jump on an airbag she's never jumped on an airbag the height was 30 feet now from 30 feet when you jump on an airbag the entire calculations are different when you jump from 10 feet you can just jump straight when you jump from 30 feet different story mm-hmm. 40 feet absolute different story 50 feet i say don't jump mm-hmm. Mm. So you see, there are so many different calculations, and she never understood that, and she just jumped. She broke her spine. She was six months on bed rest, doing nothing. So, so you must have seen. You must have seen a lot of things, like people yes, getting hurt and going life changing, right? Yes. 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 Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. I've seen so many lives changing. I've seen so many lives, uh, you know, going down, and uh, you know things. working really hard i have seen that and because i have seen that i have kind of evolved as i say i grow with each stunt you obviously mm. learn even if it's the perfect shot you learn from that perfect shot mm. 
why was it the perfect shot so you learn from it you understand it you get better with it so mm. with this also yes that is exactly how i have chosen to grow and chosen to visualize it understand it see the physics of it also not just visualize it in air being realist with what the director wants and what the scene is asking for and then performing it hmm Hmm. And visualization is such a big part of, uh, I think, even a part of, because I have done a bit of research on hypnotherapy, because I have been personally also interested in getting into that. And I think I love how it like, you know, reprograms you and you can do it for yourself and others can do it too. That's a big part of it, like how the brain can, you know, regenerate cells. Now in that, what I'm connecting this to is the part that you were talking about that, how you just visualize everything. And if you can visualize yourself in any possible way like in life if you want to achieve a goal and you'd use the same kind of visualization the same kind of ideas you just shared like you know looking at how you place yourself in it how you make sure you're okay even though it's a very difficult circumstance you go through but you know that you the you were not going to be staying in an uncomfortable situation without any growth. So you will go through growth, but also know you're going to be okay. So how do you plan that? Like, I think that that's how you apply the same kind of idea to the rest, like to your life, whatever you do, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. This is the same kind of idea. You have to kind of plan through, you have to think through, you have to go through it. You have to think through it. You have to be realistic with it. Also, you can't just, if something doesn't work out, you mm-hmm. can't just sit and cry about it. So you have to be realistic. You can have your dreams, but you know, sometimes you have to also be realistic. Mm. Absolutely. All you need to do is be realistic. Mm. Mm. I love life about you. I love this about you. You know, I, I've only just started tapping into the ideas of anything is possible. Uh, the idea of there's so many layers I have to go through, but I think I've uh, crossed a f- like a few layers and it makes me think like, why didn't from the very beginning, you know, you don't, can't you tell a child that anything is possible that you tell, tell a child like, you know, uh, you tell them what's happening. Like mommy is a person who can make mistakes, that she can be vulnerable, that she sometimes doesn't know what she can do. You know, parents being vulnerable in front of their children. So the children do understand that, you know, everybody is human. We all can go wrong, but everybody's trying their best. You know, all these little things make you who you are. What do you think? Absolutely. These are the little things that make you who you are and you have to be proud of them. You have to be proud of your mistakes and at the same time you have to be proud of uh, your achievements also equally. You Mm. can't be proud of only your achievements and not be proud of your mistakes. You have to be proud of both Mm. because they are a part of your growth. This is exactly what has grown you and this is exactly what makes you. You have to make friends with your dark and your light and and say this is who I am. I'm, I'm I wake up in the morning and I try to be a good person as in good to me first. And then I reflect that to others. And I just hope that it, you know, I made some kind of a mark in my day and, or just survived a day, you know, these days with the COVID and everything that's happening, just telling yourself that I will survive through today and I'll be okay. Positive through the day is just the little thing you can do for yourself. What do you uh, say about that? Yes, absolutely. Sometimes you have to just, you know, go with the situation. It's okay. Go with the flow. Go with the situation. That's fine. It's not the end of the world. Things will change. So when we, you were going through this process and everything, was there a day that you wanted to quit? Like you were standing on the top of the cliff or something where this, you know, the, 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 when you were doing your stunts and everybody was just like not cooperating and the, you felt the whole universe was against you. You know, one of those very negative points. Was there a point where you felt like, I, I don't want to do this anymore? Like, did you feel that ever? Well, um... Sometimes people are going to be difficult in your life and sometimes, you know, uh, irrespective, I think if you ask me, what am I afraid of? I'd say stupidity or maybe stupid people. Mm -hmm. I think this is something that I might be really afraid of simply because, uh, you know, when you're performing, there are, it's not just one thing. There is a whole lot of uh, going around that, you know, behind it's the camera, it's the rig, it's the rigger, it's the puller, it's the fan descending uh, controller. There are so many people, you know, working simultaneously and all need to be in sync. 
one can't just uh, you know perform the way one wants it has to be in sync and it has to be in sync with the emotion of the shoot it can't just be the way we want it so sometimes you know we we jump and land in a very professional manner but that is not what the director wants so we'll have to redo it and do it in a very delicate manner and then that in those moments in in those moments is where you have to kind of you know understand accept and know that all right you have to breathe and you have to kind of understand that every time people who don't function the way they are supposed to or you know sometimes just be stupid mm. is because they are carrying a lot of their own garbage mm. they have not developed this system or this switch where you can you know just turn it off turn it on and uh, use it to your advantage now mm. people came here there are so many so many problems happening around the world and people come from all different backgrounds and all different sides and sometimes mm-hmm. they carry their own garbage so mm. every time that this kind of a situation happens to me i always keep telling myself that you know this is it isn't me it is their own reflection of who they are and the garbage that they are carrying and then once you are with your mindset of understanding that people are you know they are like dumping garbages Hmm. every single person would really love to dump their garbage on you instead of you know where you will find very few people who are strong who would love to lift people rather than uh, break people breaking is easier no lifting is tougher so you will find very few of such people and uh, when you do treasure them and when you don't hmm. sympathize with them and just do what you're good at doing and get back to what you were to be doing hmm this so, is how i see and this is in the moment you know sometimes in the moment this is exactly what i feel for them i feel sorry for them and uh, i understand that this is their garbage not mine not and yet. i just let it go yes i love this it's like working at your own reflection rather than worrying about what the other person's trying to throw at you you know and they you know as as they say that energy vampires people i think we give power to them and same goes with you know how our mothers used to talk about the the evil eye i really believe all of this this is to do with us giving our energy to someone's thought of neg for negative pattern and making their negativity stronger by giving our energy to them yes. so why Absolutely. can't we just hold on to our energy and be like nothing's going to affect me because i'm i'm good what do you think yeah, because you know there are times when people get so intimidated by black magic and people get intimidated by these uh, witchcrafts and gurus and stuffs like that and uh, there are so many people who come to me for the same so they think that they have uh, you know people are uh, doing these kind of things and no science in the world or nothing in the world can affect you hurt you or harm you or enter into your space provided you give it the permission to mm-hmm. and the way you give it the permission to is by fearing it Hmm. Hmm. I love it. And I love that. You should never fear anything that you know. Nothing in this earth is supposed to be feared. It is either supposed to be mm. loved, and uh, yeah. or if it doesn't resonate with you, let it go. That's and true. then that's that. That's it. That's it. it uh, they. They. The two. I was reading about this. Like, um, it comes from two places only. They come. They are fear based. They are fear based emotions, and they are love based emotions. and it's up Absolutely. to you you can either choose to be here or choose to be there you know it's all it's only a matter of perspective so you just stick to this side or don't stick to this side it's it's up to you right like it's totally up to you totally yeah. up to you so it's you know you can pick and choose your uh, battles you can pick and choose how your thoughts are and you can frame them the way you want hmm hmm and and i love this about you that you do go on this kind of a thought pattern now with with like when you were in going into stunts and like i would ask this question from a perspective of a girl growing up in india um and also you know pakistan india we all have like the desi uh like upbringing where normally what you are doing is like where other girls wouldn't be doing the same thing they'll be more like you know what bangles you've got or what are you wearing for that function or like you know more into those like like yes. everyday like what are you wearing on somebody's wedding you know more into like what bag you've got how did you first place yourself in that kind of a uh, uh, you know a group of people that were all around you as um, when you were growing up well i never surrounded by surrounded myself with such people so 
it also depends upon who you choose to surround yourself with into growing where you want to grow hmm. 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 and then when you were growing up did you have any kind of uh, uh, grown ups in your life which tried to tell you that you know don't do this it won't be good for you or like you will get hurt or it's dangerous were there any people around you like that who did that kind, had that kind of a role in your life I'm sorry. That's okay. I couldn't hear you. Uh, That's okay. I'll what was the last thing that you said? I'm so sorry. That's okay. Were there any people around you, surrounding in your life when you were younger, when you were growing up, telling you that you shouldn't go for this? And what, was this a big force in your life which you said, nah, I don't want to listen to? Like, were there any people like this? There would always, uh, oh yes, this would, this is a very common thing for me. In fact, I'm not even surprised by this question. This is such a common uh, thing that keeps happening in my life. So even today, there are people who tell me that, oh, don't do this, oh, don't do that, me don't do too. this. And uh, <laughs> yes, every time I get those uh, oh don't God. do this thing, I only, the only thing I do is I logicalize it. I ask them that, all right, I won't do it provided you logicalize it with me and tell me how this is not good for me. Hmm. 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 And hmm. also I draw a line with people wherein I choose to tell them that uh, they need to understand that I respect their opinion and I am very thankful about their, you know, uh, thought process towards uh, considering me uh, and they think, I mean, probably they must be thinking good about me and that's exactly where they are fearful. Uh, it's out of their own conditioning that they are fearful and, you know, they are advising me this. But at the very same time, it is my choice and it is my decision and you will also have to respect that. Love that. Love that about you. You know, you're such an inspiration, Sonobar. Um, And I know pretty much like you're so humble, you wouldn't agree with this. But there's so many. I love how you are now. I don't know if you've been doing it for a while, but I've only discovered you now. And it must be must have been such a big echo that you've been generating for a while that it reached me here in Sydney, Australia. Uh, um, you know, a mother of two who's just running a podcast and also uh, used to be a filmmaker. I mean, it came to me and it touched my heart. And the way I just connected with you straight away on MSN, uh, sorry, this uh, MSN, <laughs> I've got it into 1992. <laughs> um, on Facebook Messenger, how I connected with you and you straight away said, you know, I would love to do this. This, 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 I would say is such a big uh, part of who you are. You're so humble. And I think that's why I, I have this, uh, I, I feel this intuitively that you've always, uh, no matter what you did, people got attracted to you in terms of wanting you to be there, you know, that strong stone, that rock that they can, yes. they, can, they can rely on. Do you think that was also a big part in what you're doing in mental health now? Yes, in fact, uh, this is exactly how so many people around me describe me as. I could feel that about you. I feel like you're, you're this, you're this person who's so open about who you are. Like you're not that kind of a rock who's like, I am just strong. You know, you're like, I have a vulnerable, vulnerable side. I do. I did go through this. I still am, you know, having some kind of doubts about this and that, but who I aim to be is a person who says, I'm not, I'm not afraid. Anything is possible. You can change your mind, but like, no matter how afraid or something you might feel in your, in your, in your, in your moments, but you have this ability to lift yourself up straight away out of that situation and then ready to lift others. Isn't it? Absolutely. Yes. And that's how life should be lived. No life is, there is one life on planet earth. Why not enjoy it? Why not live it? Why not be happy with it? Well, I loved having this conversation with you and like there's so many things I can ask you, like how was it working with Ashwarya Rai or with Shah Rukh Khan? Uh, all my friends were so excited because especially I've got uh, friends who are in filmmaking as well, friends who are radio jockeys, friends who are doing their own podcast and they have more viewership than me. They're like, when do we get her? And I'm like, she's such a lovely person that when you talk to her like with talking to you i'm forgetting about that you you're also a smart woman or something like that it, it's like 
all of you, you know, some people might argue and say, oh, okay, so you're a hypnotherapist also, you're also a stunt woman, or so you also had this vision of becoming a flyer. For me, all of this comes together in making you who you are today. I don't think there is any contradiction as some people have said to you in the past. I have seen some interviews or I, I think evolving is such a bigger part of who you are. Like every cell of yours wants to keep evolving. And I'm pretty sure next year, if I talk to you, you will have something more added to your persona. What do you think? Oh, yes, indeed. Indeed. For sure. Yeah. And my dad's like that too. And, and I've had a big influence of him in my life. And that's why I feel that connection uh, even stronger from me because I have a connection with my grandfather than my father. So I had these strong male figures in my life, which make me who I am today. And as you were talking about how, you know, a, a people can have their own clutter and they can have their own, uh, you know, this negativity that they bring to you, it's up to you how you react. When we newly came to Australia, I was only 18 and my father said that if, and it was right, it was post uh, 9-11 and my father had told us very clearly and he said, no matter what, always stay positive. Now, now if somebody comes up with like a racist remark, just imagine that maybe they had a bad day. Maybe they're just angry. Maybe something happened exactly. at their home. You know, maybe they had a fight with the spouse and they're taking it out on you. And if you're just going to deem them as racist and they think I'm bad or they think I'm black, you know, that's going to be totally up to you. So that's how I, I passed 18 years in Australia. No matter what happened, I always felt like, okay, if this person's being mean to me, it's not to do with me, right? Oh, absolutely not. It is nothing to do with you. It is only probably to do with what they are dealing with. And it's a built up frustration. It's a pent up, you know, kind of energy that they have. And maybe, you know, sometimes you cannot yell back at your mom. Yeah. But you can definitely yell back at a stranger because you're so frustrated in your head and you have not got that energy outlet. Maybe you cannot, you know, be so yeah. <laughs> He has an end that he makes, and uh, with every of my things, he has to always be there. All right, buddy, sit down. So, yeah, okay, go on. Yeah, yes, so it is obviously a lot of uh, pent up energy and a lot of pent up frustration that people have, mm -hmm. and uh, it is, you know, it can you could just be crossing mm -hmm. their path. Not necessary that it is a reflection. It is a description of you. It is a reflection of themselves. It's the, it's a reflection mm. of their own mind. Their inner anger, their inner frustrations, their inner insecurities, mm. I would say. And so you should never take that. Whose opinion it is, is what should matter. So you should know whose opinion matters to you in your life. For sure. Whose opinion it is that is mattering to you in your life. It is yeah, really important. Yeah, and it's so important, uh, Sonobar, I think for women to reach out to women and tell them that it's okay to be the way you are, you know, they, um, it's still, uh, we, I mean, we have such power and people believe that women have power. It's women themselves who do not believe in them, I th in themselves, you know. We as women do not embrace yes. our inner, inner depths. And that's where uh, we need to step up for ourselves and tell other women that it's possible. What do you think? Yes, and I guess it's also a lot of collective consciousness coming from a place like India and, uh, you know, where uh, openness wasn't, uh, you know, people weren't that open-minded uh, 20 years ago and yeah. especially for women performing stunts. No, 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 that mm -hmm. wasn't uh, the case over here. So, yes, you have to understand that there is also a thing called collective consciousness that works around with people. So when as a society and as a group of collective individuals behave and perform and are conditioned in a particular manner, one person getting out of the flock would always be called as the rotten apple. Yeah, yeah. So you're not one of us, then you are another. Like you're not exactly. either one of us or you're not. Threatened. Yes, because they feel threatened. What is worked makes you secure, makes you feel safe, but what is not worked is evolution. It's in the pre it's through the prehistoric times. What has worked they have kind of continued following because that's how our ancestors survived and what has not worked definitely they haven't survived so mm -hmm. then there was a group of collective consciousness and a collective conditioning about things to do not to do then societies formed then people started staying together in societies and flock of people started you know 
kind of uh, working around. So this starts straight and stems through our DNA. Mm -hmm. Now it is up to us to come out of it and be absolutely comfortable about it as to growing with time and evolving with time because this is a total absolute conscious choice yeah. and not an instinct or a cellular pattern that you're behaving out of yeah so true so true and i think the more uh, we keep talking about these kind of things one day uh, you know there might be a change that might happen where the collective consciousness has a little trickle effect uh, because of the little trickles that we are putting forward of uh, some kind of like enlightenment in our thoughts that we are you know just sharing uh, from our higher selves uh, that might just make a little change in the overall uh, consciousness um, of uh, yes. humankind yes yes for sure yes is there a message that you would like to give out to people about uh, how they should be looking at life? To look at life, you have to take things with a pinch of salt and a pound of positivity. This is how you take life and live through it, cherish through it, blossom through it and enjoy it, grow out of it. Love it, love it. And um, you've already uh, said so many positive things throughout this conversation. I'm pretty sure they must be taking all of that in account as well. And it all connects very well with what you've just said about the pinch of salt. Um, so what I'll do for you now, Sonova, is it's like as a part of my gratitude for the lovely things you've said today, uh, what I do is I do this shuffle, which is like a gra uh, power thought cards shuffle. So what are they? What are they? They're affirmations. And I know, I know, you know, affirmations very well. Of course. <laughs> and sweet of you. Thank you. And they're very positive uh, messages. So these are cards with positive messages and beautiful illustrations on them, as you can see. See that? Oh, wow. They're very beautiful lovely. cards. And I, I feel like doing that for you. So I'll do like a shuffle. They're double-sided. So they have a message on the front and the back. And okay. What I'll do for you is pull out a cart and think about you while doing it. Try to be as intuitive as I can. Uh, and if you like it and if it resonates with you, we'll go for there with there with that. And I think a card fell out. <laughs> it was like jumping, like like you you jump oh. off the cliff. It yes. jumped off my lap. Yes. So let me uh -huh. just pick it out from under the table. <laughs> okay. Okay. It jumped out. I didn't even have to shuffle much, or maybe I'm a bad shuffler, but it came out. <laughs> Okay, let's see what it is. Oh, it's a detailed one. So it says, okay, it's only a thought and a thought can be changed. Wow. So that's, I can maybe send you this picture. It's not that clear here. So it says, that's a, that's a picture. If you can see, there is a little, uh, I'll say it in Urdu. It says, Guldan. <laughs> A vase, a vase with flowers in it and there's a lot of little color things happening. I'll send you this picture. Now on yes. this side, there is more detail. So okay. you sit down here. Okay, so my daughter just woke up, so she's going to lie down there. So the detail is, it says, I am not limited by any past thinking. I choose my thoughts with care. I constantly have new insights and new ways of looking at my world. I am willing to change and grow. Wow. Wow. This is so me also. It's, yeah, it's only a thought and a thought can be changed. Yes, totally. Absolutely. I agree. I love uh, that it does, you know, resonate with you. And uh, the idea is to give you this affirmation to make you happy. I'll send a picture of it to you, take a picture of both sides for you. And um, Snowbird, it's been lovely chatting with you. It was such a dream come true. Uh, and uh, as you said, you know, when you take actions, things happen. So I'm glad I took the action of telling yeah. you to come and you, you took the action of saying, yes, I will come. So I'm really grateful. Thank you. So am I. The pleasure was here. Same here. So this will be uh, not just one podcast with you. We will be calling you for another one soon, but not 
any like once we get to a uh, few more episodes and think of a new topic to discuss with you because i think there's a whole spiritual aspect to you that further needs to come out that we can all you know just sit down and listen to you and be like wow now this aspect of sonobel is even more deeper so let's indulge into that into in with in another po uh, podcast with your permission okay we'll do that we'll do that lovely talking to you sonobel so lovely that you came uh, here online from from india to talk to us and uh, you have a good uh, what is it is an afternoon there this is evening evening you have a good evening and i say uh, thank you for letting your cat come on the camera too and uh, <laughs> what's the name of your cat danny 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 so so danny bye danny and bye sonoba it's been lovely bye. chatting with you thank you so bye. much thank you bye 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 And if you would like to keep in touch with Sanoba Pardevala, you can do so by typing in S-A-N-O-B-E-R, Sanoba, P-A-R-D-I-W-A-L-L-A, Pardevala, on Google, and you'll be able to find her on all social platforms, including Instagram and Facebook.